Well, good evening. Welcome to Redeemer Church. If you're visiting with us tonight, we're so glad that you're here. If you're invited by uh, a neighbor, a friend, or a family member, we're glad that they did. We're glad that you're here, that we can praise God together uh, for the, the great things that he has done uh, in our lives over this past year. Uh, it, typically, we have a, a, a praise service every third Sunday uh, and those of you who are here regularly know the, the amount of work that goes into that in preparation. Uh, we didn't have that uh, this, thir- this past Sunday. Uh, that, that's because of this service tonight. There's been uh, a tremendous amount of work put in and practice and preparation. Uh, I'm just so thankful uh, for the work that has already been done, and I'm sure that you'll be blessed tonight. Uh, we don't really have any announcements, uh, but let's open now with a word of prayer. Our great God in heaven, Lord, we thank you uh, that you delight to bless your people. Uh, Lord, there are numerous blessings that you show to us each and every day. Lord, what have we received that is, is not from your uh, kind hand, Lord? And so we pray tonight that we would come in a posture of thanksgiving and gratitude uh, for the many ways that you care for us, Lord. Uh, you, you have delighted to give us uh, your, your son, uh, Lord, that we might know you and sing praises to you and, and know you not just as our creator, but as, as our redeemer as well. And Lord, so we pray that you would fill us with joy tonight, uh, that uh, you would give us great freedom, uh, that we would uh, not fear, but that we would uh, offer to you the praise that you are deserving of, Lord. Uh, we thank you for the, for, for the many ways that you bless us, our God. Lord, we pray these things. In Christ's name, amen. Well, the choir will now uh, lead in a time of praise and thanksgiving.
Psalm 66, verses 1 and 2, read as follows. The psalmist says, Shout for joy to God, all the earth. Sing the glory of His name. Give thanks to Him. Give to Him glorious praise. Just those two verses. It's fairly amazing to me, if you were to read through the rest of this psalm, you would discover it's like a lot of psalms in this song book. It's dedicated to praise. In fact, if you would ask me what is the book of Psalms about more than anything, it's about that praise. And it's interesting to me especially because in many ways what is a uniquely Christian holiday, Christmas, is almost universally recognized in our culture as a time of great celebration. But what might not be necessarily a Christian celebration, that's Thanksgiving, has almost been eclipsed by the Christmas celebration. Isn't that interesting? And the reason that comes to mind is because this passage says two things about Thanksgiving. The first is the universal nature of that Thanksgiving. It's the who question, who is called to give Thanksgiving. The first part of the first verse says it very clearly. It says, shout for joy to God all the earth. Now that does mean that eventually the entire creation will give thanks to God. That's true. In fact, Jesus in his ministry, when his disciples and those around him told the children to stop singing, do you remember what he said? He said, let them continue to sing or else the rocks themselves will cry out in praise. This creation which is affected by sin, there's a lot of very wicked and broken things that happen in our world eventually will all be made right and everything will give glory to God. Are you looking forward to that? But in this verse, the psalmist is not talking about the rocks, first of all. He's talking about human beings. He's talking about us. And if you were to look forward a few verses in verse 5, the psalmist says, the all earth is not only those who publicly proclaim that we worship the God who is. Verse 5 says that God is calling everyone to give thanksgiving to him. Everyone. I know some of you will know that feeling when you really owe someone a thank you card and you've just forgotten to send it and then it's a little bit late and you start to wonder, should I send it now or is it going to be awkward? My mother, who is a great believer in sending thank you cards, would impress upon me when I had a birthday, make sure you send a Christmas or a thank, a, a thank you card. But because I was 13 years old, I procrastinated everything. And I did not want to write those thank you cards. I remember when I graduated from high school, my mom had a whole stack of them sitting there for me, and I delayed and delayed and delayed and delayed until it was overly awkward. I think many people, even if you're not a follower of Jesus Christ, walk around with this nagging sense that you owe something to the being who has given you life and fills your lungs with breath, and you're not really sure what to do about it. And the psalmist gives us an answer. He says, give thanks to God all the earth. It is not just a Christian thing to give thanks to God. If you're a living, breathing human being, no matter who you are, you're called to give thanks to this God because he created you, he upholds you, and he keeps your life from simply disappearing. And that's a very powerful reason for us to be here tonight to give thanks to God. And as this evening unfolds, you see the spots in this order, this program that we put together. There will be many opportunities for you to stand and give thanks to God publicly. 
And I want to encourage you to do that. But there's a second thing that the psalmist says here in verse 2 that I also want to emphasize. Not only does he describe who is supposed to give thanks, he says all the earth. It is human to give thanks to God. He says in verse 2, sing the glory of his name, give to him glorious praise. I don't know if you remember in the Old Testament there was a man by the name of Abram who was renamed to Abraham. His wife went from Sarai to Sarah. Do you know why that name change happened? It was to describe what God was going to do. The name indicated something about them. The same thing is true here in verse 2. When the writer says, give glory to his name, the reason we have glory to God is because his name represents all that he is, who he is and what he's done. And as we proceed through tonight, I want you to think, if you haven't done already, I want you to think about the things that God has done in your life especially over this last year. They could be very small things. They could be amazing things. They could even be sorrowful things that God has used to do very significant things in your life. There are a couple of things that occur to me, and I want to just give them to you tonight. The first thing that occurs very clearly to me that I want to give thanks to God for is His wisdom. I don't know if you've thought very much about his wisdom, but I can remember very specific times over the last year thinking about how very wise God is. And I thought about it in this context. Many of you know that the last couple years have been difficult in our home. My wife has been sick for going on three years. And when that started, I can remember thinking to myself, Lord, would you just make it stop and change it? That was my prayer for a long time. And then it got a couple of years in, and my prayer turned to, Lord, help us to accept this. We still prayed that she would be healed, but the prayer turned in my own heart to, how can I accept this? How can this become more normal? How can this just be our new pattern of life? And it's just over the last year that the Lord has changed that to really a moment of thanksgiving for me. Not that my wife is sick. But that God is so wise in the way that he uses even difficult circumstances in our life to show us things that we otherwise would not see. And let me just encourage you as you look over your last year from the last Thanksgiving, I know some of you have lost loved ones, others have lost jobs, maybe you've lost a close friend, maybe there have been major disappointments in your life, and you just would like that to change. I understand that feeling. But let me encourage you to think about the name of God, the character of God. This God is wise. And as difficult as it is, and it doesn't take away the pain, but as difficult as it is, God is wise in the way that he is bringing every circumstance into our lives. He really is. And I give thanks to him for that tonight. As difficult as that would have seemed at various points over the last couple of years... I can tell you I believe that's true, that he is wise. But there's a second thing I want to give thanks for as well, that not only is he wise, because if it was only wisdom, he could feel very much like God is just the bigger being who can manipulate the circumstances of life, and we really can't do much about it. But God is not only wise, 
But one of the things that he's really impressed upon me is his absolute kindness. Because the circumstances of life, if they're only about God's working it out for good, it can be a stiff upper lip. We can be sort of the people who just tough it out. But in addition to his wisdom, he's also very kind. And I've seen that kindness in so many ways. Ironically, I've seen so much kindness in my wife. (laughs) Even though she's been sick, I could tell you how kind she's been to me. And the only way that I can really explain that is that God himself is kind. I've experienced that kindness in the life of our congregation. Some of you send little notes or you send little texts or emails. You might wonder, does the pastor even read those or they just disappear? I have a file on my desk and I put them in there. And maybe this isn't what I should tell you, but when there's a really rough day, I pull those out and read a few of them. Not just because it says to me that people care, but because I read in those notes the kindness of God. That he's not just bigger and stronger, but he is, as we believe the gospel tells us, with us. So let me encourage you tonight in what we're about to do. But even in a broader sense, encourage you for what's going to happen tomorrow when you're their family and friends and really over the next year. Would you commit these words to your heart Would you meditate on them and make them a theme for you that you would be thankful? The psalmist says, shout for joy to God all the earth. Shout to him. Sing the glory of his name. Give thanks. Give to him glorious praise. Let's do that. Would you stand with me? We're going to sing to God. And we're going to sing the words that are on the screen behind me. They are... Let all things now living.
Well, we have a wonderful opportunity now to declare how awesome God's deeds are. As Pastor Jeff just read that from Psalm 66, and we think about uh, the fact that we uh, hear his deeds shown in uh, the pages of Scripture, right? We see, we, we study them, we, we hear them preached, we sing of them, uh, but we have an opportunity to be even more personal at this particular service and hear uh, from one another uh, how God is at work. And what this is all about in, in Testimonies of Thanksgiving is we want to acknowledge the work of God in our lives and make much of Him, right? They're about His deeds at work in us so that He gets all the glory. And uh, to begin our time uh, tonight, uh, we have a dear sister, Kristen Groleski, is going to begin our time. And uh, before I invite her up, wherever she is, she's here somewhere. There she is. Um, I'm just going to let you know how this is going to work. Uh, there's three different sections of testimonies. And so for whoever came here uh, already prepared that you want to say something, I would encourage you to get up right when the one person finishes, uh, and it'll just it'll go really smooth that way. If you weren't quite sure if you were going to say something, you can kind of wait towards the end. If, if there's a gap, then come on up. Uh, but that's probably the way it's going to go. We're going to uh, spend about 30 minutes uh, enjoying hearing these things, songs in between, and uh, just bring, bring great praise to our God. So Kristen, if you would come up uh, at this time, uh, we'd love to hear uh, the awesome deeds of God at work uh, in your life tonight. There's a lot of you here. As I stand here in front of you all and give a brief testimony to God's grace and mercy in my life, you see, I have two bigger milestones in this year that have come and that will, Lord willing, come. Not only did I turn 40, but my husband and I will celebrate our 20-year wedding anniversary in June. 20 years ago, we were so young, and we thought we knew everything about everything, including each other. We were both raised in a home where our parents loved us and cared for us, but there was a big lack of guidance in all departments. My home was strict and religious, and Adam's home was relatively laid back with only one parent present. Neither of us received much guidance when it came to our faith, relationships, or what it meant to love each other and love each other well. I was raised in an ultra-conservative, very political Christian church, and Adam was raised Catholic, which was frowned upon from the very beginning. While we both knew we could not go further into our relationship without being on the same page with our faith and where we would attend church, Adam made the choice to start attending church with me and my family and later becoming a member. Fast forward a bit, we were married in 2004, bought our first house in 2006, and had our first child in 2008. And in 2010, we finally made the life-altering change. We left my family's church one of my biggest life challenges and started attending Redeemer. As many marriages go, ours was less than perfect. Seven, 10, 12 years in, it was hard, really hard. Statistics would say we should be divorced. After all, that is what some of our family would say would happen to us. There came a moment where I did think things would not last either, but we had to prove them wrong. I thought it would be easier to throw in the towel than to work on it, and we chose to work on it. While there are many details that lie in the middle of the story, what I can say 
is that through our suffering, God brought fault to purpose to honor him, for which I am very thankful. I would have never believed this in the moment of disarray, but this is sometimes part of the joy of getting older. You look back and see God's hand, how God's hand was present, another big reason for thankfulness. You see, sometimes I wonder why. Why did I have to walk through this valley? Well, as I reflect and look on those valleys, I know it is because without those valleys and without those difficulties, there would not have been the sanctification in my life or Adam's. My Savior was working hard on our hearts, even though the devil was trying to seep in. At the end of the day, I am beyond thankful for God's unconditional love and mercy to us. I am more thankful that we can both be a testimony to the people we love and care for, all according to God's unwavering plan. One of my more recent favorite songs by Maverick City Music has a verse that says, sorry, I put my faith in Jesus, my anchor to the ground, my hope and firm foundation, he'll never let me down. The good news is that I can stand here today and say that we were not let down and the Lord upheld what was once broken and words cannot express how thankful I am for his steadfast love and faithfulness to us. Thank you so much, Kristen. We praise the Lord for his faithfulness in your lives, and thank you for sharing that. Who else would like to uh, offer a testimony of thanks tonight? Okay, come on up, Josie. There you go. I didn't know we were going to stand in front. I don't have anything prepared, but... I just wanted to share that the last two years has been very, very rough. <laughs> and I am just so grateful and thankful to the Lord for the faithful preaching of the word every week, the solid preaching, because there are days and weeks where I, I could despair. But it's such a blessing to know that when I come here on Sundays, in the morning and in the evening, that I have the encouragement of the Word of God to encourage me through the week. And I'm also so grateful for the ministries here that have been, uh, have been such a blessing to me, the life groups that have prayed for me, that have been there to support me. And I really just praise God for that, knowing that this is a family. And uh, I was gone for several years, but coming back, it was like I never left. And it's just been like coming home. But I praise God for the faithfulness of God's preachers, of the elders, the deacons, the shepherds, and just all the people here that have been so loving. Thank you, Josie. We're glad you are home. <laughs> yes. With the, excuse me, with the theme of thanksgiving and giving thanks to God, um, God has been so good in so many ways. Um, in one of those ways, um, my mom passed away three years ago, and God's goodness to my mom was unbelievable. It's just amazing. The peace that he gave her and that I could see was just 
uh, a great thing to behold. I miss her deeply, but I am so thankful to God for his grace and mercy uh, to my mom and just the peace that he gave her. Um, even to the point that my dad was sitting in the room, she's in the ICU, and uh, he's like, who are you talking to? And she's like, the prayer warriors are here with me. And they're surrounding me, and uh, I'm going home. And uh, just that peace was just amazing. And uh, it, it was great to witness. And it was actually a witness to other people because people would come into, our, into the room and, and they knew that we were believers because of the peace um, that my parents had during that time. Um, and I also want to uh, just like, give a big thank you uh, to this church and to many people here. Uh, in two days will be a year since uh, my wife Mary had neck surgery. And June 30 of 2022, was woken up to my wife laid out on the floor, uh, not able to move her arms, not able to move her. I couldn't move her for hours. I don't know. Jessica Lorp can probably tell you how long because I was in contact with Jessica for quite a while. Um, and she would tell you that she would go through all that again because of the love of God that was shown to our family. I'm not sure I'm on board with that, but I am on board with how much love was shown to us. Um, I was stacking wood the other day, and I thought, I didn't cut this, I didn't split it, and I didn't stack it. Normally, I touch every piece of wood. I can tell you where it came from and a story that goes along with it. But uh, about 12 guys and some boys showed up uh, and split and stacked like six cord of wood in two hours for us one time. Uh, guys blew the leaves off the yard. Um, the food, the cards, everything, taking care of the kids. Um, it was just amazing. So thank you to all. And thank you to God for his goodness uh, to us and, uh, and for the body of Christ that we can walk alongside one another. Thanks so much, Tom. We've got time for one more. Okay, come on up, Timothy. One more for this section, and then we'll move on to our next song after Timothy shares. I'd just like to share a story of what happened to me on our trip. So we had a trip to go to Boston and Maine and all those fun places. But a couple days after Boston, I started to have a headache at the beach. So then we went home and my headache just kept growing worse when we were moving to different places and then I threw up. So then they took me to the hospital, I had a huge headache, and then we came home from the hospital and moved to a different place, which was a long drive, and the next day I had a fever of 104. And then we just kept moving, and the fever and the headache just got worse, and then we went to another hospital and had a bunch of needles and stuff, and I had a lumbar puncture. <laughs> Um, we got to the last place, and on the last day, I started to feel great, and I didn't have a headache or anything like that, and I even climbed a tree. <laughs> so I'm thankful for God for protecting me 
in my sickness. hard to hold your son when he's passed out from a fever. It's a, it's a hard place to be, so we're so grateful that the Lord has gifted us with you and that your life continues with us. We uh, have an opportunity to praise our God uh, together and sing about his goodness, so please stand with me as we sing.
to begin our next uh, section. Uh, our dear brother Steve Platt is uh, here. Come on up, Steve. And uh, he's going to share uh, the goodness of God in his life. And, and Al is coming with him. God has been so faithful. So this is from a thankful heart. I became aware of my heart when I was just three years old. My mother shared with me the gospel message using the wordless book. My heart was black with sin until the Savior came in. His precious blood has washed me white as snow. And in the good book now, I walk on the streets of gold. I will walk on the streets of gold. Oh, wonderful day when he washed my sins away. And now I have new life because Jesus lives within. How blessed I am. Parents, don't ever think your kids are too young to be presented with the good news. I owe everything to my mom who faithfully prayed for her kids all her life. I accepted Jesus into my heart at that time as best I understood. As I lay in bed pondering its meaning, I heard footsteps. Why? That was Jesus walking in my heart. He's checking me out. I can't see him but I had better behave. A plaque hung on my wall, Psalm 37, 4. Delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. I learned that he instills desires in your heart that he will fulfill, and he does. Forward some 25 years, and I met and married L the love of my life who stole my heart. <laughs> Soon after, a valve problem with my heart showed up. The cardiologist treated me with a collection of meds and recommended holding off any surgery because the technology was so rapidly advancing. However, this problem was really a gift from the Lord, teaching me to number my days. Nothing changes your priorities like knowing life could be over at an instant. That was a life-changing, very special blessing. Then, six years ago, I had my mitral valve replaced along with other tweaks in my heart. I was then off all heart meds until last February when my heart began a whole series of unexpected behaviors that required numerous tune-up procedures, making this a very interesting year indeed. You, our Redeemer family, faithfully walked with us through all of this with your prayers and encouragements and cards and thank you. Then just 11 days ago, November 11th, something was not right. My pulse steadily dropped below 50 beats per minute. 
for some reason, Al made me call the doctor's office. An EKG revealed it had dropped to 42. The Lord worked out numerous, nearly impossible details so that I got scheduled for, an implant, for implanting a pacemaker early last Thursday. By then, my pulse had dropped to 33. How much lower could it go? Being awake for the nearly painless procedure, it was like the light suddenly came on as the pacemaker was connected with immediate effect. It was like a taste of our resurrection to come. Do we have reason for thanksgiving? While I might have been home in heaven by now, apparently God has more for me to do. Either way, by God's grace, I am truly blessed beyond measure. My precious wife, El, has stuck with me through these 49 years. How could I not be thankful to God with Jesus still walking in my heart? And someday I will actually see him. To God be the glory. I must say, it was, um, he's had heart trouble ever since we got married, and that was 48, 49 years ago. But this year has not been an easy one with all his many... uh, trips to the hospital, for the heart, for this, to the ER. Um, and I, I felt like Pastor Jeff was, was saying, you know, I was screaming out to God, don't you care? What are you doing and why? And, um, you know, it's, um, it was like I was praying and he wasn't up there. And where are you, God? I need you. Um, But he had been teaching me some things. I guess I'm a slow learner that Steve had to go through all those things. Um, In the end, I have come to say, God, what can I do to make things easier? for Steve and for me and for my relationship to God. And I can truly say that um, he is my redeemer. (laughs) Thank you both so much. You're a great encouragement to us. Well, if you had prepared to say something tonight, now's the time. All right, Mason. Hi. What I'm thankful for is for school, um, friends, and uh, family. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. I see Noah coming this way. Are you coming for the mic, kiddo? All right. Hi, my name is Noah, and I'm thankful for my school that makes me learn, and I'm thankful for my, my parents that give me food and water and a roof over my head. Wonderful. A thankful heart. All right. Adam, are you making your way up this way? Oh, no, you're not. You're having a seat. Okay. Now everybody's looking at you. <laughs> 
right, who's next? We got time for one more before we move on to our next song. Okay, Joshua. I'm thankful for medicine that is helping my grandma through chemo. Yes, we praise the Lord for the creative abilities he's given to doctors and scientists to discover things and to be able to benefit your grandmother. We praise the Lord for that. So let's stand together and sing the amazing love of our great God.
Amen. Thank you. And you may be seated. Well, to close our last testimony, or to begin the last testimony time, uh, we have uh, Brother Myron Palmer, who is uh, going to share what God's doing in his life. Thank you. So as Wendy and I sat down, uh, was kind of reminiscing over what to be thankful for in our life. Um, I remember some 24 years ago, Wendy and I were church shopping, and we'd visited a few churches, and our three-year-old son at the time would cry every time we put him down in the nursery, and we wouldn't be able to get five feet out the door. So a co-worker friend of mine said, how'd the church shopping go? It seemed to be the Monday funny at the water cooler, right? So I said, well, you know, another crying nursery and off to shopping some more for a church. She goes, we just started a church plant at Central Woodlands, one of the five, six buildings for Forest Hills Public Schools. So that Sunday we skinnied over there. We set Gavin down in the nursery, and he took off crawling across the floor. Coat and hat on, the whole works, right? Wendy looks at me, she goes, we've got to take his coat off. I go, don't touch the kid, we're good. We just kind of backed out of the nursery door, and off we went. The fellowship was amazing. The preaching from the pulpit filled us. We were fed. And on the way home, as we're rolling through the hills of Ada before we got down to the last slope there by the railroad tracks, in perfect harmony, we looked at each other and we said, I think we found a church. And we've never left. It's been a blessing to us and those that God had put in our lives through this beautiful church that we call Redeemer. I often look at the rock out there on the corner, the dedication, the date. It's on the corner, a cornerstone, right? And it reminds me that not all of our valleys have to be dark. These trials and tribulations we go through are things that put us in a spot to come aside long others who may be going through the same thing. What I'm really thankful in Redeemer over the years is the women's ministry. I'm in my third deaconship here at Redeemer, and I've always relished on the thought of how thankful and blessed we are for our women's ministry. It's always been, what do you need from us to equip you to keep doing what you're doing? And it's fabulous. It's just great. I can't stress enough the women's ministry here at Redeemer. That and our pastoral staff over the years. Never have they deviated from the book, added to or taken away from, and it's always been good preaching. You know, a while back in the New Horizons magazine, it said that uh, West Michigan was a church-saturated community. Well, then COVID hit. And then after COVID kind of left us, but was still lingering out there, what happened? There were many churches that didn't reopen. But yet we did. And through some great guidance, prayer from our elders, our pastoral staff, we reopened. And it's the good sound doctrine that we need nowadays that comes from God's word that keeps us spiritually alive in the world today that is so small and it doesn't know its right hand from its left. We've got to be thankful for that. I often get up here and do this prayer of thanksgiving, and my heart beats so fast. It's like being called to the principal's office, right? Because it's a different accountability than standing here. It's up there. So think what the pastors, I mean, 
I'm not all that book smart, but boy, you talk about mental exhaustion and then physical exhaustion afterwards. So the accountability that comes from up there to shepherd a flock, his flock, for him is just amazing. So we need to be thankful for our pastoral staff, really. I'm thankful to my wife. We'll be going on 30 years this February of marriage. And it's hard to follow what Steve and Elle did. I mean, honestly, right? But this fellowship that we have is just amazing. It just, my heart weeps often, in good and bad. Um, the things that we've done, the ministries we support, the support that we have from one another, it's, age is no matter. It really isn't. And, and this music, you know, shout to the Lord with joyful song and praise. That just enriches the heart itself, right? And you're toe-tapping on the way home, even if the radio, you know, it's just, it's wonderful. And it just, sometimes words can't express. But, you know, we have a God that's faithful. Um, and we've got to be truly thankful for this medical mile that we have over here off Michigan Street, as they nicknamed it, Right? I mean, there's folks that come from all over West Michigan and out of state to seek this. We have to be thankful for the folks that uh, started that. You know, their name may be on the building, but look at the great that it's done. I wouldn't be standing here whole if it wasn't for some of that myself. Um, speaking of that, so it was a motorcycle four years motorcycle accident four years ago that left me incapacitated for about a year and three months, seven days in the trauma unit. And uh, the fellowship that arose from that and uh, some grown men inquiring why this room full of men was in my room and we're all chatting like, you know, we should be looking over a motor or standing in the garage. And after they left, uh, he inquired to what that all was. And I'm like, that's fellowship. And he wanted some of it. And it happened to be I had a daily bread sitting on my little table there, and I just handed it over to him. And he's walking with the Lord today. And it's just amazing, you know, the small things. You know, it's the mustard seed. It's the fellowship. It's our uh, sinful heart that we question him at times, but it makes us grow. And uh, thankful that he's our father. Thank you. Thanks so much, Myron. And uh, so thankful uh, for Myron. Come on up, Jeff. Uh, so many great conversations with him over the last six and a half years, and this year in particular. Thankful for you, brother. Jeff, thanks for coming. <clears throat> the scriptures tell us to give thanks to our God and to bless his name. <clears throat> so in this Thanksgiving season, I want to take that opportunity to do just that. First, I thank God that despite the rapid decline of our country, <clears throat> he still chooses to bless us. He has kept us safe from our enemies to this point, and he has given us freedom so that we can worship without fear of persecution. He has provided us with food and shelter. He has given us some godly leaders in various offices for whom we pray will influence and protect the core values which America was founded upon. We give praise to God that we can live and enjoy the freedoms of this country. The second thing I want to give thanks to God for is my wonderful family. 
My wife and I have been blessed with four girls and four son-in-laws, three grandsons, and two more grandchildren are on the way. And our prayer is that the unborn babies will grow healthy and well, and that God would deliver them in his timing. We give thanks for the joy of children and grandchildren. Finally, I give praise to God that while we, are at, while we were at enmity with him, he had compassion upon us and chose us to be his people. While we were in our hellbound race, he stopped us and he provided salvation for us in his son and that unconditionally. He has removed our transgressions from us as far as east is from the west. My favorite scripture is Psalm 145, which ends with uh, verse 21. My mouth will speak the praise of the Lord and let all flesh bless his holy name forever and ever. And so we bless his holy name in this season of Thanksgiving. Thanks so much, Jeff. Okay, come on up, Karen. don't like to be up here, so I'm hoping one of these years I don't have a year of all these things that I should be blessing, thanking God for in the middle of difficulty. Um, as many as you know, it's been three years with long COVID, and I want to say I'm thankful for it. I see the way it's enriched our marriage, the way that Jeff has stepped up and cared for me in those times, the way I see my kids learning to be servants in that. Um, if it wasn't for my long COVID, they would have not found my brain tumor on time before it would have caused major problems and so they were able to remove it in May as many of you know it is unlikely to come back it was benign and so we're very thankful for that um, but also through all of this all, and one thing I should say is I met with my doctor today I have a new doctor um, I haven't given an update in a little bit but I have two doctors that are working with me that actually now have experience with long COVID because it's been around long enough and they've been extremely helpful and he told me today, frankly, you will never be back to what you were. We will not be able to heal you. You will always be in the roller coaster of getting better and regressing. But they also have hope that they can keep me at a more stable point so I don't dip down as far anymore. So it's too soon to know for sure, but there's hope again that I might be able to stay on my feet every day again. And I take great um, joy in that hope, in that blessing that that might be there. I also just want to say in thankfulness for this church, um, you know the meals and the way you've helped our family, but I want to give one incident that many of you don't know about that show how much has happened um, behind the scenes, the way you've supported us. The weekend before my surgery, Jeff flew to New York City with Mariah. We had a split ways because Josiah was graduating the same time that Anna was. So half of us went saw Anna and the other went to New York City. Well, of no fault of Jeff's, he missed his flight because of the subway stopping in New York City. You know, great transportation. And he is at the airport, and he calls me because of my surgery was within 12 hours of that moment. And they would not rent him a car. There were no more flights going out. And he was going to miss my surgery, and I'd be going to that alone. So what do you do? You start thinking, who are the prayer warriors in our church? And you text as many of them as you can think of at that moment. And then my phone starts buzzing. I didn't realize it, but I actually had hit on pawn one of the life groups as they were studying. 
So that whole life group was now a part of this and, and praying. And I'm getting all these suggestions. Did he try this airline? Did he try that? All these different things. And we're trying to work it out. And he's, and he's in New York trying to figure it out. And finally, one person says on my text, there's a flight leaving in half an hour that'll get him to Detroit. I'm like, what, what good does that do? <laughs> I don't need him in Detroit. I need him here. And they said, well, there's two guys in our life group that if they leave right now, they will get into Detroit at the same time as he gets off the flight and we will get him there. And he did. They were successful. They met him there with blankets and pillows because it was through the night with three hours to spare. <laughs> so he was there for me for the surgery. And that is because of the love of this church to us. So thank you. Thank you so much for sharing that. You're pointing. Oh, come on up. I am thankful for my friends and family because they lo love me. Thank you so much. Um, I have two reasons why, why I'm thankful for. I'm thankful for my pet leopard gecko Cleo, and I'm also thankful for my Caden, for <laughs> for my cousin Caden. Even how bratty and annoying I get, he always forgives me. <laughs> Thanks, Micah. <laughs> All right, Caden, your turn. I'm thankful for Micah for helping me through hard times. That's awesome. Uh, cousins, brothers, come on. Um, I'm very thankful for my Sunday school teachers, Ms. Post and um, Ms. Sharon. They um, have helped me grow closer to God through studies, through the Bible, and I'm just very thankful for them. Thank you so much. All right, time for one more. All right, Wendy, you're the one. It's going to sound crazy, but I'm thankful that I get locked up in the Kent County Jail every Friday. I go in with Forgotten Man, well, reach the Forgotten now, and um, I go in there with my prayer and my calling on the Holy Spirit to help me to say something that's going to benefit these women who are struggling so horribly through life. And I never leave there feeling like I gave them more than they gave me. And it's just amazing how God works in that jail when I see these women, how they grow, and how two women in one cell are hating each other and asking me for prayer to fix their roommate. And I come back the next Friday, and they're sitting at a table doing Bible study together and telling me how they're working through their trauma together because they found out they've been through the same life situations. And it's just so overwhelmingly blessing, blessing to me. And um, I'm just really thankful to be a part of it. Great. Thank you so much. And for many servants like you in this church that serve others in that way, we really appreciate it. Well, we get to uh, taste and see that our God is good. We've already tasted a lot of that tonight, and we get to sing his praise. Let's stand together.
taste and see that the Lord is good. He'll give you everything. He'll give you everything. Let's pray together. Most gracious God and Heavenly Father, we have come tonight and we have heard our brothers and sisters sharing ways that you have provided in times of need, ways that you have healed heartache, ways that you have drawn near in times of sorrow, or ways that you have provided greatly and that there are things to celebrate throughout this church family, things that we are so grateful for. And Lord, though perhaps we could stay here all night hearing more and more and more of what you have done, we know that you hear that testimony in each one of our hearts, Lord, of what you have done. And we pray that we would continue this even with our families tomorrow, Lord, as we get to share what you have done and are doing in our hearts and in our lives and that you would get all of the glory as we weep with those that weep, as we rejoice with those that rejoice, and as we say with all that you are to be glorified through these things. We pray it in Jesus' most holy name. Amen.